on this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. My friend James is here to explain to anyone who has ever wondered what cuck angst is really like. What does it feel like and why is it so intoxicating? And he's here to explain what exactly are the benefits for a guy in a type of cuckolding relationship like his. What is in it for him? It's a fascinating exploration of the cuck perspective. Cuckolding really is a shift of power. Anne's empowered and she controls. And that's an aspect of cuckolding that you have to understand is that you're also... This angst is created by the fact that you're giving up, surrendering yourself, in essence, to your wife or, or you know, girlfriend, and having or going on this journey. And some men aren't willing to do that or don't feel comfortable doing that, and that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But in my particular case, it's just like, man, I, I, I can enjoy this ride really well. You, know, you can take the driver's wheel and go, because I'm enjoying it. If you have a wonderful relationship and a, and, a, and a sexual relationship to go along with that, and you have this trust and this communication in there, it's very easy for the man to go monogamous because there is only one person in his life that's most important, and that's his wife. And by separating me away from Anne, sort of when she's having you know her trysts or experiences, I can really create some powerful angst then. And I really, that's really, I love that. I mean, I just absolutely love that. And so when she comes back from being fucked and she's happy and all that, I get to see, okay, what was this angst that I was feeling and, and, and how does it compare to what she's feeling and, you know, sharing this, you know, this wonderful, you know, moment. Sometimes she will get dressed in a way that, you know, uh, just to do dinner, let's say. It's just like, oh, wow, you look great, you know, but then I know at the same time, yeah, that outfit she wore with who was that? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just like, and then you start getting these memories back and you're just like, and so it's, she, um, she does me well in that respect. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to be ashamed of that this is something that you shouldn't like about yourself. I believe that we are all wired to a certain way. And I think you have to, you know, recognize that this isn't a bad thing. And if there's a community out there that you connect with, you can understand that it's a good thing and try to become more comfortable with it. Welcome to the Venus Cuckoldress podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and a sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Make sure you go to venuscuckoldress.com to subscribe to the podcast and check out the Venus blog. And of course, if you love it, share it. Now, sit back, make yourself comfortable, and enjoy the show with your host, Venus. Welcome to 
the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. I'm your host, Venus. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode today. Today is really special because I am going to bring you my friend James, who's going to talk about what's it really like to be a cuck. This is going to go into some really great detail about, you know what, what's in it for him? I think this is a common common question that people have when they're trying to understand this kind of relationship dynamic. So my friend James is going to be here to talk about exactly what it's like for him in his marriage with Anne. And some of you already know Anne. She's been on this podcast a couple of times. She's also been a guest on my Pillow Talk events several times. So If you're not familiar with the Pillow Talk events, they are tons of fun. Basically, it's a live cast event. I have myself on video with some other uh, guests to join me on video and then a bunch of people who register to be in the audience. And it is really relaxed, very social, kind of like pop off the end of your week kind of social event. So it's always tons of fun. We take questions from the audience. We'll go and talk about different stories, uh, laugh until we cry. (laughs) So if you're interested in maybe joining one of those Pillow Talk events, then you can go to venuscuckoldress.com. Just click on the tab that says Pillow Talk. It'll give you some information on how to register. And I should start out with this episode with a special thank you to all of my Patreon supporters who support this podcast so that I am able to do this full time as my job and bring you more episodes, more of what you really love. If you have a question or comment that you would like to submit to the Venus Cuckoldress podcast, you can go to venuscuckoldress.com. Just click on the link that says ask Venus. It's a quick little one-step process. You press a button, it starts to record, it sends it to me. Okay, let's get right into this episode. Before we start though, it's just a quick message from one of the brands I really love. Interracial, black and white, the beautiful and sexy relationship dynamic that we love, now in a lifestyle clothing brand you can wear with pride. Don't sacrifice quality and comfort any longer. With Maison Dinesh, you get both in fresh, empowering looks for every occasion, for everyone. From the streets to the sheets and everywhere in between. Check us out at MaisonDineshCouture.com. Maison Dinesh Couture, modern fashion for the modern revolution. Joining me on the show today is my friend James, who I'm really excited to have on this episode to talk all about what it's like to be a cuck. James is the husband of Cuckoldress Anne, who's been on this show a couple of times and also joined me many times on my Pillow Talk live cast events. So James, thank you so much for joining me today. Why don't you say hello to all of the listeners? Well, first of all, Venus, thank you for inviting me. But yes, hello to all the listeners out there. This will be in- this will be very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So I've only had one caca on this show so far, and that was Confident Caca. We talked about the difference between uh, stags and and cucks, and other than that, I really haven't had 
uh, a lot of cuck perspective. So I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Um, before we get into all the really good stuff, do you want to just kind of uh, mention how you got into this lifestyle? How did you and Anne end up where you are right now? Yes, uh, you are correct. I am James. That's J with a dot. And um, we have been in this for years. We are, are married over 30 years. Uh, and from the very beginning of our marriage, we've had an open sexual relationship. And so we have, over the years, evolved to where we are now, which primarily started with swinging and allowed us to uh, become involved with other people, discover our, ourselves in the sense of our needs, and have now gotten to this point where cuckolding is the perfect uh, relationship between the two of us. Now, we know, based upon our own history, that it's not going to be static. It does continue to evolve. But right now, we have a very good clarity about our marriage and the how cuckolding interweaves with it, and it's fantastic. Wonderful. So, uh, you know, it's you know something that we have a little bit different background because it's been years for us to get to this point. Not that we weren't having fun along the way. It just, <laughs> it just years ago, you didn't know what the word cuckolding was. I mean, and uh, in the course of our swinging in that, it was it had already evolved to that without us knowing really what you know cuckolding as a term was, and that we were actually involved doing it. Yeah, it seems a lot like a lot of couples do enter this cuckolding kind of lifestyle through swinging. Seems to be a little bit of a, a door for that. Um, but yeah, if, and I've heard that from couples before where they said, you know, we were doing this even before we knew what about the term cuckolding. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, you know, it's, it's a good way to really discover between yourself and your significant other, you know, sexually what works in an open relationship and mm-hmm. to kind of have conversations. You Obviously, communication is very important. I call it the three C's, communication, communication, communication. It allows you to communicate. It allows you to, you know, talk and, have, and you probably will have some hard conversations too, but you get to figure things out and, it's not a bad path to follow. And, and honestly, that was really the only path we had, you know, back then, so to speak. Now there is so much information out there, easily obtained and resources to go to. A lot of people can jump to it, but I think there's some things that maybe you might be skipping along the way too. So, you know, Venus, you doing what you're doing is so important relative to, you know, creating a voice for women, because I think everything it pivots around the women and their comfort level and understanding that this could be a great thing for themselves, for their relationship and going forward in the future. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely important for me to um, to really speak for and to the women in this lifestyle or the women who are curious about this lifestyle. So this podcast, when I first started out, episode one, it was like the basics, like what is cuckolding? (laughs) 
definitions, yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. And along the way, the listeners, I've had a lot of listeners, I'd say the bulk of them actually, are people like who are very new to this, like this is a new concept, maybe they've only heard of the term or never heard of the term. And they're just kind of learning about it and trying to figure it all out, which is wonderful, because the more people who learn about this lifestyle, I mean, it's not for everybody, but the more people who learn about it to at least know that this option exists, especially for women, I didn't even know this existed. If I knew about it, I would have gone this direction a long time ago. But um, so just kind of educating the new people out there has been really important. But one of the things that I get often from people who are just learning about this lifestyle is what's in it for the guy what's in it for the cuck like they it they understand okay this is this is a husband and wife or boyfriend girlfriend whatever and then there's going to be at least one other guy or several other guys involved the wife is the one going out there and having these amazing sexual experiences so they could that's what they see in their mind that okay this is the way it's set up they don't really understand like why would he want to be monogamous to her why wouldn't he want to go and fuck other women and have his own kind of amazing sexual experiences on the side why why is the one-sided monogamy so um important or I feel like it's like typical, it's like the foundation of most cuckolding relationships. Um, but why is it that way within your relationship? You talked a little bit about how like within swinging, you kind of figure out, you know, what works for you and what you prefer as a couple. Is that kind of where it started? Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing. It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode. And I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code Venus, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. Uh, Yes, um, but honestly, and I might get myself in trouble here. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's a situation where it really is about the true relationship that you have, the loving relationship. And everything really kind of circles back. If you have a wonderful relationship and a, and, a, and a sexual relationship to go along with that, and you have this trust and this communication in there, it's very easy for the man to go monogamous because there is only one person in his life that's most important, and that's his life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I learned is that I could have sex with other women, but it was like I could be in the middle of having sex with another woman. I was going, 
what's Ann doing? Yeah. You know, I can't wait to get to get together with Ann. And so it, it really has to do the, in my mind, it has to do with the relationship that you have. It's a loving relationship. It's something that you can't see it any other way, but just the two of you, but you are wonderfully excited about the fact that you can be monogamous, but at the same time have this great sex life in a, in a sense with your wife while she's fucking other men and the whole process of what she does for you as a cuckold too. So I think, the, you know, the question is, what's in it for men? I think there's a hell of a lot in there because it's going to involve a lot of emotions that maybe you didn't realize were so interweaved with your sexual desire and pleasure. Mm-hmm. And that's what really drives me is that, you know, this these emotions that Anne creates with her empowerment and her being non-monogamous is is something that just drives me. And I really, truly believe that if you don't, this is kind of a contradiction, if you don't focus on the sex act per se, but on the relationship part of it and the emotions, that's where I think where the reward is going to be most, at least in my opinion. Oh my God. I'm I'm so glad that you said that because I have thought a lot about that as as well. And I was like, it's not really about the sex that she's having with someone else. I mean, that is not the focus. It is that kind of emotional dance that's going on between you guys. Um, not just while she's out doing that, but like, right. you know, all, it's, it's all throughout your relationship. So I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Well, it, it's in essence, it's it's part of the romance that you have with your wife or girlfriend. I mean, it's something that just makes sense. And, and you know, Anne and I are saying that this is like, it's so normal to us and so right. And it makes us so much, you know, more uh, in love and appreciative of each other that, you know, when she's, you know, the other day she she went out and she had a morning fuck. Okay. She comes back. And all I wanted to be was with her glow after her telling me, you know, and, you know, just having her happy and just being with me. It didn't have to be anything but that. That was great. That was the best part. It was just like, yeah, I mean, it's is it sexually arousing. Yes, of course. I mean, you know, I'm a man. I, you know, that's, you know, that's not, <laughs> that's not a question, you know, that part of it. But I get so much more when I get to enjoy her afterglow. And her just being happy and explaining to me what happened and just like, you know, this was great and all that. So, you know, I, it's something that, you know, I, I just, uh, since we've known more about what cuckolding is, is that part has really evolved much more for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's been great. I mean, I just really, I just can't emphasize that much, you know, that, you know, that this is what you can really have something that you were never thinking that it could exist and and, and it, it could come along very unexpected and you're just going to go, wow, this is right. I love that. I love that, that you brought that up because it is unexpected. I mean, for me, like I remember back when my very first experience with this kind of thing, I was not prepared for what happened. I was like, I just thought it was going to be, you know, your standard kind of, ooh, this is a fun, sexy kind of relationship, blah, blah, blah. But that kind of emotional amplitude that happens within this kind of relationship, it was so unexpected. (laughs) Yeah. And 
but we have to be honest too. Not every man is going to surrender to that type of thing. They may not be quite as the emotional person that most cuckolds, I believe, are. And um, so, yeah, th- there's a spectrum there. But at the same time, I'm not going to say every man has to be a cuckold. No, um, within a certain relationship, it really is something that is very special. And yep, but you, it circles back to what I was talking about before. That relationship is already has to be there with your wife or girlfriend. I think that's, you know, that's yeah. the point at which it ignites. And uh, so don't underestimate that part. Totally. It doesn't work unless there's love there. It really doesn't. I mean, it's fun. Absolutely. But I mean, it doesn't yeah. work the same way. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it becomes very mechanical. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, just, that, yeah. and that's. And I experienced that in swinging. Okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I'm, I, and we enjoyed our experiences in swinging. We met great people, but at some point, it was very mechanical, and particularly for Anne, it was not as enjoyable as she would have liked. And uh, so this is what happened. <laughs> it's where you ended up. <laughs> I'm glad you brought yeah. that up about, um, you know, not everybody is a cuck, and it's very true. Like, I find, you know, there's guys who who. When they think about someone they love, fucking someone else, they go through that that kind of angsty kind of emotions. Either there is an aspect to that where they do get turned on by it, or yeah. like most guys, it'd be like, no, hell no, like I don't, not not at all arousing for me whatsoever. And so, right. but cucks are so special like that in that there is something and it's, you know, part like compersion, it's part like anxiety, but also turn getting turned on on a different kind of level that they're used to that kind of thing. But for you specifically, has cuck angst, that kind of angsty kind of feeling, has it been a prominent kind of thing in your relationship and what is it if it has like what does that actually feel like for you hey did you know that there's a -a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships venus connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving cuckolding relationship And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. Yes, it has. One of the things that for myself, and you probably have heard this term before, the biggest sex organ is your brain. Mm -hmm. And I have a powerful imagination. And that in itself creates is probably the catalyst for most of my angst. I'm, uh, it's, it's, I'm, it's not very often, I think it's only happened once, and that was like two weeks ago, where I'm there in the room, so to speak, with Anne being fucked. Otherwise, as most people probably already know, I'm, I'm not there. If it's in a hotel, I'm down in the lobby. you know. And, and what your imagination, your brain can create 
and the angst and the different emotions that it can create, which can be positive and negative, is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. So in my particular case, because I have this huge imagination, that's what I do in my job, and this ability to visualize things with my imagination, you can create a lot of different scenarios of what's going on, but not what's going on. Yeah. And, and it can create this angst and it's gotten to the point now where it's pretty much all positive. In the beginning, it was like, okay, am I good with this? Is this going to, you know, turn out good for me? (laughs) And it, 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 and it does. I mean, but the reality is if you have this great relationship and she's going off, you know, with some other man or men and you're all both excited about it, it's probably going to be pretty positive. But it does involve emotions. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. If you're going to be in the room, you're probably going to have some different set of emotions. And if you're the type of person that is, oh, no way, then maybe cuckolding is not for you. Maybe you're more a possessive type person or you want to control things and that. Cuckolding really is a shift of power. Anne's empowered and she controls. And that's a, an aspect of cuckolding that you have to understand is that you're also this angst is created by the fact that you're giving up surrendering yourself in essence to your wife or, or, you know, girlfriend and having, or going on this journey. And some men aren't willing to do that or don't feel comfortable doing that. And that's understandable. Mm -hmm. But in my particular case, it's just like, man, I, I, I can enjoy this ride really well. You know, you can take the driver's wheel and go because I'm enjoying it. Uh, so my angst is kind of in a, in a general way revolves around my brain, my, you know, my imagination, my visualization, all these things. And by separating me away from Anne, sort of when she's having, you know, her trysts or experiences, I can really create some powerful angst then. And I really, that's really, I love that. I mean, I just absolutely love that. And so when she comes back from being fucked and she's happy and all that, I get to see, okay, what was this angst that I was feeling and, and, and how does it compare to what she's feeling and, you know, sharing this, you know, this wonderful, you know, moment or moments as, as it may continue. I really encourage that things continue on, just not right after. But, yeah, that's, you know, the brain is something that's really, I think, important. Most cucks might say, yeah, you know, now I think about it, yeah, my brain is kind of, you know, the one that's telling me all this. And I don't know, you know, how to respond. And so, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's interesting that's you know but it is a part uh you know eventually you kind of deal with things you know if it gets a little you may have hard conversations if there's something that's totally uncomfortable you yeah. know you're anxious you just can't get past something you know yeah and uh and anna Anne and i have had a couple of those and if you communicate well it's going to be fine right. so, yeah. oh it's be- absolutely beautiful what you said there it's true um, that there is this kind of exchange of power within a cuckolding relationship, and and that can be purposeful and, and or not. Like I think women are naturally empowered within this kind of relationship. Um, just it just Absolutely. happens, and to be able to witness that is a beautiful thing. But you were saying like you you said, you know, and take the driver's seat, like just take control of this. You, that takes a lot of trust to be able to do that. And I think maybe a lot of guys are, I don't know if maybe the trust isn't there or they just flip flop between wanting this and not wanting this and having this kind of fear because they're afraid of giving that gift to her of like, okay, 
you can sit in the driver's seat. You can choose where we go from here and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think they're absolutely right. I think um, even if you were to have a, you know, you're just having a vanilla relationship, you need to have a relationship that's strong and loving and has and communicates and trusts. Mm-hmm. So that's your foundation to begin with. You, you could be a vanilla couple and, and that will be a perfect marriage right there. But if you're going to go, you know, into a more open sexual context and eventually a cuckold relationship, you will feel comfortable trusting the other person. If you're still having problems trusting, then there's some conversations I think you need to have just to, to find out what is the hesitation and the concerns. You know, you just have to talk it out, I guess. You know? And totally. that's what we have done on occasion. And it's worked great, you know, with great results, let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Communication, communication, communication. <laughs> Right. The three C's. <laughs> the three C's. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, if you struggle in that department, please do just hire a professional king friendly counselor to help you learn how to communicate this together, because otherwise you're going to just have lots of problems. So, OK, so one yep. of the things I want to talk about with you as well is a lot of people assume that a cuckolding relationship is all about cuckolding 24-7 and that it is all about the times when she's, you know, fucking somebody else. Now, you and I know that that's not true, that there's actually um, times all throughout the day, little tiny little things she might say or do that is not like really significant within this kind of relationship, but it just kind of triggers that little, I don't know, reminder that this is the kind of relationship that you're in, <laughs> reminder yeah. of her plans, or what are some yeah. of those, if you don't mind sharing, what are some of those little things that she says or does for you that really kind of do it for you? Well, I, yeah, first of all, you're right. We all have lives. So we have busy lives. And so it's just not, you know, maybe the men more than the women think about it. But when you, in our relationship, because it's it's pretty much weaved in with everything that we have as a life, uh, things are said sometimes. And we'll say, you know, something about, you know, my penis, you know, and the size. I can't have sex with her anymore. Or, you know, it's, you know, or or comparisons. I love the fact that she will compare me to some of the men that she's with who are very endowed. And that aspect really try, you know, really triggers me and will bring a smile, but, you know, at the same time, know that yeah, she's right. I've seen it. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's some of these videos and photos is like, Oh my God, you know, I just, but I think it's more the things that the comments that you make in particular that draw any type of comparison between me and some of the men that she's with, that's probably the, the one that's biggest with me. I mean, um, sometimes she will get dressed in a way that, you know, uh, just to do dinner, let's say, you know, at home, you know, cooking dinner, whatever. And it's just like, oh, wow, you look great, you know, but then I know at the same time, yeah, that outfit she wore with who was that? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just like that. And then when you start getting these memories back, and you're just like, and so it's she um, she does me well in that respect, and I'm you know that excites me. Everyone will do it differently. Everyone you know has their you know 
uh, in a cuckolding relationship will have their idiosyncrasies that just, you know, trigger each other. Yeah. And that's what makes it great because there is no book to this thing. <laughs> there is no instruction sheet. It's like it's discovery and that's the best part of it. So, yeah. All right. So before we wrap this up, I am going to ask about the um, Cuckold Marriage blog and where people can find you guys. But um, I do want to ask you one thing because I get a lot of uh, questions around this. But do you have any advice for cucks who might be struggling with that kind of um, trusting her or struggling with cuck shame, not really loving this side of them or struggling with like immense amounts of um, cuck fear that kind of limit them, whether they're just like incredibly scared of being outed um, to their friends or anybody, or they're just scared to even try this kind of relationship. I mean, cuck fear kind of manifests it in itself in so many ways. So do you have any yeah. tips or suggestions for guys who might be feeling those kind of things right now? Yeah. I, you know, I think, um, not to be repetitive. I think if you have this wonderful relationship, some of it could be just by simple communication with the, your significant other and trying to uh, bridge anything that might be of concern. You know, the shame part, that may be coming from circumstances that are buried in your past or something like that. And and I can't exactly say, you know, what would be a, a good strategy there other than trying to at least start communicating with your significant other. The, the one fear that I have, and it's not so much now because Anne and I have really talked a lot about this, particularly because she's become so involved with you, Venus, and just, <laughs> you know, other podcasts and just being more more public, I guess you could say, in Twitter and that, is being the, is the outing part. And we have pretty much, you know, we're, you know, further along uh, after all these years, so we're maybe a little more relaxed about it. We've talked about it as not, uh, you know, if it's going to be when something will happen and how we were going to ha- we're going to handle it. And I think we have, you know, some thoughts and strategies in place should that happen. Now, for a younger couple, you know, that's just starting out in the relationship or you know, their job situations, things like that, that can be a big fear. I think try not to be afraid of it. Try to be in control of it as best as you can, and. Try to and try to use the community as a resource to make you feel a little bit better, or at least you know get an understanding of what you know how you could respond if a situation arises. The, the best thing that's happened probably in the last three years is the the community that's been developing and that Anna's strongly gotten involved in it takes me along with it, and it's great to have other people to just talk to and just know and not to be shameful about it. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to be ashamed of that this is something that you shouldn't like about yourself. I believe that we are all wired to a certain way. And the way I am is where I am. And I think you have to you know, recognize that this isn't a bad thing. And if there's a community out there that you connect with, you can understand that it's a good thing and try to become more comfortable with it. it, it but it, it does take some action on your part. Don't try to hide. Don't try to think that it's not going to happen or I can't do it. Try to make an effort and try to get across whatever thresholds that are you're just afraid to walk across. 
I strongly believe that with others out there that you can find a comfortable place about it and go forward and really enjoy it and become more comfortable. And maybe you'll be in the same place that where Ann and I are, where we're trying to be, you know, sharing with others and trying to pay forward for, with our experiences, what, you know, what we learned and can try to help others. I mean, that's the bottom line because we really strongly believe that, you know, when it's a loving relationship, there, there's nothing wrong with, you know, being a little bit different than the next person. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I love that you mentioned that about having safe spaces to connect with other people. That's so important. Um, online, pretty much everywhere, you'll find nasty, horrible people. Um, but uh, <laughs> Twitter included. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, creating those kind of safe spaces for people to connect and and feel welcome in a, a positive kind of environment um, and a welcoming environment is is pretty important. And giving back to this kind of lifestyle is so important. And I absolutely love that there's all of these new blogs and th- and um, people participating and stuff like that in this lifestyle recently. I just, every time a new one comes out, I'm like, yes, <laughs> this yeah. is great. Yeah, so no, we're just like inspiring each other here. <laughs> it's great. Yes, it, it's, it really is fantastic. And But word of caution, don't be misled either. There's some pretty bad stuff that's, you know, particularly important in Twitter. You oh, got yeah. Twitter especially. And try to be uh, a little more judgmental about what is the right message and correct message, I guess. Yeah. And there is, there is, like I said, there, it's a, it's a spectrum. So please understand that. But it's there. I mean, you know, Twitter is, is like either they hate you or they love you. And if they <laughs> hate you, they will make your life as miserable as they possibly can. And that's not where you want to be. It's great that you have created what you've created. It's just fantastic. And it's great that others are doing the same thing because those are the ones I think really truly are trying to make this effort, you know, of, you know, not only sharing their experiences, but also just saying, Hey, it's okay. And yeah, you can reach out to me and we can, you know, chat or, you know, I can try to answer a question for you, whatever. I mean, and so that is really important. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, that will be helpful for some that are maybe just having, you know, struggling, trying to figure, you know, things out a little bit. Yeah. There is a lot of information out there. I have to admit, I mean, I'm jealous, you know, compared to where we started years ago. It just, but So, yeah, trying to, you know, weed through it all is, is a challenge, I suppose, too, but uh, yeah. make some good choices, too, you know. Yeah. yeah that's, so. Um, so where can everyone find your blog? I know Anne does a lot of the writing, but you help her out a lot as well with the blog. So where can they find that? And where can they find you on social media? Yeah, well, <laughs> social media. Yes. Uh, as I have mentioned at other times, I um, feel a lot better when people know less about me. So I'm not really on social media. I don't have a Twitter account. I don't have a kick or, you know, other, other elements that Anne has. Um, She does occasionally invite me on the cuckold marriage dot info site to write something, contribute some. So I've done, you know, like two or three, I guess three uh, uh, writings there uh, expressing my perspective. Uh, To be honest, uh, I hold Anne's voice and like yours as the most important voices to listen to. So I, 
I watch over Anne's shoulder and Twitter to make sure she doesn't get herself in trouble. Um, but, you know, I think uh, you can reach out to me in, in, through Twitter, through Anne, that's no problem, or even Cuckold Marriage. But those, those are really the two avenues that I, I kind of stay stay true to just to keep my life a little more simple. <laughs> Makes total sense. It really does. Um, and for those of you listening, you can go to venuscuckoldress.com, click on the tab that says recommended resources. You'll be able to find their blog listed there. All right. That's it for today's episode. James, I really want to say a huge thank you for you to come on and talk about what it's actually like to be a cuck in a relationship like this. You've provided a lot of honest insight and very valuable information. So thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you, Venus. I I really had a lot of fun and I don't know if I expressed everything correctly, but I'm more than welcome to, you know, communicate with anyone to try to, you know, help and be something that uh, is, you know, part of the community. So I appreciate you very much for inviting me. Thank you very much. All right, that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can go to venuscuckoldress.com. That's also where you can find information about Pillow Talk events, and you can even submit a question to the show. So if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me. My handle is at V. Thanks so much for joining me, and we'll see you next time. believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group. Weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.